This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk. Well, what a difference a couple of days make on Exeter. Uh, the Exeter game, there was a few people that were getting a little bit worried, um, myself included. When will we win again? When will we score again? Is 3-5-2 the way forward? Well, after yesterday, we are feeling a little bit happier. And I've got two fantastic guests with me this evening to talk about the last week. Both are from the Do You Remember podcast. So delighted to be joined by Gaz. How are you doing, Gaz? How you doing, mate? You're right. I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, very well, thanks. And also Chris as well from Do You Remember. I understand you're a bit jet lagged. Thanks for being here tonight. Um very jet lagged. I got home from a holiday in Orlando uh this morning. So I haven't slept, but it's all good. Um I I managed to catch the game. Sat by the pool yesterday, so all right. I've, uh, <laughs> I've, I've watched it, so I know I've got I've got some informed, insightful, as always, in, uh, opinions on it. Love it, absolutely love it, and probably not a better place to uh, to watch the game, to be honest. Well, unless you're actually at the game. So. Yeah. But let's let's talk about um, Exeter to begin with. Um, obviously, like I said, there. Obviously, after the game. There was quite a lot of fans on on Twitter, on social media that were calling out tactics, calling out Warren, calling out kind of players. Um, in in hindsight, maybe, you know, looking at that, we, we're thinking it's a little bit kind of over the top. And I think, Gaz, that was kind of your impression. Is that right? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I got a little bit annoyed, actually, after the Exeter game. Because I, a bit of a backstory, obviously, people who listen to our podcast uh, I'll know that I live in Middlesbrough, so I travelled down from Borough with my little lad uh, to watch the game, and I was looking forward to it for you know a few weeks, to be honest. Um, the football was turgid, you know. I think uh, Paul Warren called it himself. Was it abhorrent that he said in the post match? You know, it was just it was a flat game, and I think had it not been for the fact well, that it that's was a my poor grasp of the word abhorrent. Is it? <laughs> slightly I've, I mean I've only heard murderers called abhorrent I mean that's the only the only <laughs> people that I've heard being called abhorrent but yeah he's swallowed a thesaurus let's be fair <laughs> but uh yeah so obviously I was looking forward to this and I think I basically because I was I was with my dad as well um and I turned to him and I said if it wasn't for the fact that my little lad was there 
enjoying himself. I think you could call it that. I think it would have been probably the second worst performance I've ever seen at Pride Park. Second behind uh, losing, I think it was, was it 4-1 against Scunthorpe in the Nigel Clough days? That was a low point. But yeah, certainly the, the football was a low point. But for me, coming away from the ground, having obviously seen... Uh, seen Derby, you know, live, which I haven't haven't managed to get done at, at Pride Park for quite a while. You know, I was disappointed as anybody else, but some of the comments on Twitter, my words, like it, it just got silly, didn't it? Like that that I mean, anybody that sort of listens to this podcast, you know, please don't think that my views are representative of uh, of Jamie and uh, and and Jake because you know it's like <laughs> views of their own and everything. But Ah, oh, my words. I was sort of engaged with quite a few people on Twitter after the game, calling for Warren's head, you know, saying he won't last the season. It's I've like, just checked yeah. and it's two are only two points behind us. Hmm. I just think the reaction was over the top. Um, mm. And that's putting it lightly. I mean, I know we're not allowed to swear on this podcast, but, you know, putting it, <laughs> putting it lightly, uh, the reaction was... Very over the top, very, you know. It's just ridiculous at times. Yeah. Um, people calling calling for Warren's head this early in the season need to give the heads a wobble because he's not had a transfer window. Uh, he's still getting to know the players. Uh, he's got good players at his disposal, and you could argue, obviously, that we're in a, a false position. We should be higher with the likes of Hurahan. Uh, but you know, at that stage, we didn't have Collins, and as we know, subsequently, Collins has scored since his return. Uh, Dave McGoldrick came off the bench. You know he looked he looked lively. We never looked like scoring against Exeter, but that doesn't reflect the whole season. Uh, there's a long way to go still, and there's a, a transfer window in the middle of it. Uh, so yeah, mm. just just chill out a little bit. That's my my opinion. Be patient. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I was probably one of those that was quite frustrated, and I did put something out there that was a little bit. Um, controversial. I don't think it was as bad as the, you know, some of the stuff that you're referencing. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately came away feeling frustrated and wondering how we've got all of these talented players, but we're not able to put the ball in the back of the net. Obviously, fast forward a couple of days and, and we see, uh, you know, a completely different Derby County. But Chris, just wanted to come to you and, and talk about Paul Warren's 3-5-2 formation. Um, to begin with, obviously we saw a, a bit of a change on Saturday, but what's been your first thoughts on that kind of three-five-two since he's first come in? I like the idea of three-five-two. Um, I think you need to have square pegs and square holes, don't you? I think we've been for years and years now. We've we've tried to shoehorn people into certain positions. Um, I actually think. Hayden Roberts would make a very good left centre back. Um, I, I think we've got players that could do it. Um, I, Gaz and I went to Accrington and the performance was very good, aside from a five minute spell of madness. Yeah, we rode our luck some lot. Using some the lot. formation, how it's supposed to be used with Barghausen and Mendes Lang marauding up the wing, but you don't, they don't offer much going back the other way. Mm. Excuse me, but um, I think yesterday um, showed that if you put people in positions at least they're accustomed to. I know we had Corey Smith and 
and I'm jumping forward a bit on that, but we had Corey Smith and Fozzie out of position, but they're not unaccustomed to playing in those positions. I think it, it makes a world of difference at this level. And if you can get um, your best, it, it doesn't really matter. As long as you can get your best 11 on the pitch, you're going to, our best 11 is going to beat 99% of teams in this division. And we've mm. said that we've all said that all along. And um, you stick David McGoldrick and James Collins up front. No one's going to handle that, really. So, and Sula's a good option off the bench. Dobbin, I think Dobbin should be on the bench, to be honest, but coming on with his pace. Mm. I think Warren knows that 3-5-2 is probably the way to get out of the division because it gives you that solidity. But it also gives you your two up front and your crosses coming from wide. But we don't have the players yet. Um and I think if we can get our best eleven on the pitch, no matter what the formation is, until January, and then reassess it, then I think uh, we'll be yeah. in a really good position. Yeah, and and moving on, I mean, let's not. We can probably talk about yesterday for you know for the next hour, two hours, or all night. But let's move on to the Bristol Rovers game, and and obviously we saw the change to four at the back. A lot of people expected it. I mean, some people probably thought that Warren would still stick with the three-five-two. Um, Gaz, were you surprised to see the change in formation, or did you think that that was going to happen? I think he obviously needed a reaction from Tuesday, but I think also with Chester getting injured, uh, that that was very much needed—a change of shape. Uh, Chris mentioned earlier about you know square pegs and square holes. I, I disagree slightly. I don't think we have got that yet. I think it's. Um, one thing that really stood out, I know we were sort of jumping backwards and forwards, but one thing that really stood out from Tuesday pre, um, you know, post-match, but pre-Bristol, uh, pre uh, was one saying that they're a very nice, uh, quiet mm. bunch of players, uh, which I think sums up the fact that it's still a Rossinia team. Um, yeah. And even Rossinia himself, you know, he, he wasn't sort of like, he didn't have a full full deck to play with. In as much as he had to hire, uh, you know, sort of hire what am I about sign uh, old men and kids, yeah. and 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 that's something that Warren also picked up on when he got the job that there is a there is a distinct lack of what you would say, I don't know that mid ground, isn't it? So that sort of like people at their peak, we're yeah. not going to have that luxury until this transfer embargo is lifted, which is, am I right in saying I think that's a year a year next July. Was it a two-year embargo? Or it's two years, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was two years. So you know, I think it can be lifted if certain criteria are met in that time. I think obviously, then the uh, the recent stuff that's come out with Companies House probably points in points towards like that being lifted early. Uh, but in the meantime, we have just got to make do with what we've got. And it, I mean, I know Chris, you said earlier, mate, about beating ninety-nine percent. Of the league, I I don't think we would. I, I I genuinely think that with old men and kids, we're limited in what we can do. We don't get me wrong; we've got some fantastic individuals, but I think that obviously we need to give one time enough to get his system and personnel in, and and that was telling from that comment that he made after the uh, after the Exeter game. So going on to sort of yes yesterday, um, the difference for me was just. Well, David McGoldrick starting, clearly. <laughs> I mean, it, mm. it sounds pretty obvious, doesn't it? Um, 
having Collins back, massive, massively needed against Exeter. You know, we needed some sort of outlet up top. We needed uh, a target man. And and yeah, I think I think Warren giving him a bit of a rocket at full time on Tuesday probably had the desired effect as well. Um I know we saw Sibley off the bench yesterday. He was called out on Tuesday night, wasn't he, for his inability to tackle. Um, mm. you know, so certain individuals in that squad will probably be sitting up now and thinking, Well, actually, he does know what he's talking about. Do you get what I'm saying? He was yeah. quite cutting, wasn't he? I think on Tuesday, I think he was an. Well, I was going to say something naughty. Then he was annoyed. <laughs> uh, you could tell, you know, he was hurt by it, you know, because obviously they got booed off. Well, I think that was off style. the back of Ipswich as well. We were terrible mm. against Ipswich, mm. and and I think in terms of you, you can't have back-to-back performances like that, and and he did nothing. That's what hurt him. Yeah, but then yesterday, aside from the. Like aside from the penalty, Fozzie didn't put a foot wrong. No, and we looked, we looked solid yeah. yesterday going forwards. I mean, I'm sure we'll come on to the defensive frailties that we've shown in the past few games with regards to giving away silly penalties. And I don't think we've got a lot to argue against personally. I think quite a lot. I'm of gonna, them. I'll, I'll be controversial here. That's not like <laughs> the penalty you. that Foz gave away was Cash's fault. The, the ball comes into their winger, I think, and Cash pushes up out of position and he's not fast enough if a guy steps over it. Mm. So the guy steps over it and has nipped in behind him and Cashin's 15 yards out of, out of position. Where he should I, be. And I'm going to caveat that with, I think Aaron Cashin is possibly our best player. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, yeah, totally agree with that. Um he was, and that wasn't the only time yesterday he was caught massively out of position. And I think, but he's only a kid. This is the having thing. the three, having the Chester and Davis or Foz or Stearman or whoever mm. with him is part of his learning process under Warren. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> yesterday I think was... he has been. I think he has been. I mean, yeah, you say that. I think, given his age, I mean, you sometimes forget how how young he is, don't you? And I think we've done that about players previously we did that about Will Hughes um trying to think who else we did that about Will Hughes trying to think of a player that's our own um it's come Huddleston from the academy yeah Huddleston and, yeah, yeah it's a good shout yeah yeah um, Huddleston in previous years you know Giles mm. Giles Barnes to a certain extent although I think injuries hampered him didn't they but yeah 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 but no he does look he does look absolutely amazing and I think I tweeted something out the other day I mean you've got to think that there's got to be championship clubs that are having a little look and thinking, right, well, you know, January's round the corner. We either want to stay in this division or we want to get promoted. I mean, you look at the likes of Harry Darling, who went from MK Dons to Swansea. And I mean, he's he's fantastic. You know, League One player, kind of played in League One um, for multiple kind of years. And he's made that kind of jump to the championship. And they're now in a, a fairly you know, good position in the championship. So, I mean, that that's my worry. It's almost sometimes you think, yeah, have a good game, keep a clean sheet, but don't be doing anything to, yeah. you know, when he pulled <laughs> off that pirouette for uh, right. Ireland. Yeah, and you're just thinking, just, you know, just calm lay down. It off. Yeah, calm <laughs> down, you know. We don't want you on everyone's, you know, Twitter feed and, and stuff like that. But it's the worry, um, isn't it? That we're going to do. Just let all these other centre-hours give away penalties and <laughs> no one will be talking about 
We should cut what you just said, Chris, and just clip it and just be like, yeah, yeah, cash him as a Always out of position. <laughs> uh, it's the worry, isn't it, that obviously he's going to get sold at some point. And uh, I think we'll manage to sort of uh, push clubs away in January, but no, I'm I don't not think so it's sure about the I, summer. If we can get a good fee for him, we have to sell these days. So mm, That's true. I put on I put on Twitter. Um, I think this was probably about a week back. I'll ask you two the question: How much is he worth today, given his contracts that he's recently signed and his performances, and the fact that obviously he's a League One player? I mean, what what value has he got on his head at the moment? I'm going to be really pessimistic here, and probably about three million. Mm, I, I, honestly, I'm not just agreeing with him. I, that was the fee that came into my head. Mm. About three, three to five, five if we're lucky. Maybe with Adam. He's just not glamorous in the physique. Well, right. he wears black boots, so yeah. If he's, if he's down to scoring shirt, goals, he should score. Then that goes up, but mm. yeah, it, he's he's worth more to us than three million. For yeah, sure. I think if we manage to sort of keep, I mean, this is like in my head, this is fantasy land now. You know, let's say we do somehow make a, a go at the playoffs and go up this season, which I don't. I'd like to put on record. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, we made our predictions pre-season and I think we'll finish just outside. But hey-ho, if we did somehow manage to go up this year uh, and hung on to cash in, I think you could double even triple his value come mm. like a year in July. Uh, but I honestly think that we'll not go up this year and, and we'll have to sell him uh, for about three to five mil. Yeah, yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, no, that's... I, don't, I mean, obviously, there was people that were saying 10 million, 15 million. There's some people that were saying... Fantasy. Nothing, nothing, you know. It's quite quite interesting. Football managers have a lot there. to answer for, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it def- definitely has. Well, getting on, to, um, on to, to yesterday, obviously, we've got to talk about the main man, Didzy, his first career hat-trick, which when I saw that, I was quite surprised because I'm sure I've remembered him scoring like hat-tricks in the Prem and stuff, but yeah, may- maybe not. I mean, uh, again, I keep saying I tweeted out and I, I did. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to, um, yeah, I'm trying to kind of, you know, pitch myself here, but yeah, I tweeted out something basically to say that even if, it, you know, a half-fit David McGoldrick's on your bench in your team, you, you've got to kind of play him and looking at that, you know, performance yesterday. I think we'll talk about you know how he scored the goals because it wasn't just you know good finishing. It was people putting their bodies on the line and and you know smart, intelligent play. But coming to you, Chris, David McGoldrick. I mean, a complete performance. He's he's got to be. He know, had fully... a, right. Gaz will laugh at this, right? <laughs> because I hate it. But he had an xG of zero point three, and he scored a hat trick. That's crazy, isn't it? You just say XG as the as the yeah. as the co-host of a, a Derby nostalgia podcast. You, you just know say I hate X, XG. G. Yeah, I hate it. I hate can modern I just, football. But... Can I just put put out there? I'm looking for a new co-host as of <laughs> now. Jamie, you're up. Um, <laughs> he, he he. The finishes were outrageous. All three mm. of them were outrageous. Is there another player in that division who could score those goals? He gave him the eyes for the first, didn't he? Like, I thought the keeper squared up to him quite well, but then he, he sat him down because I think mm. he was shaping up to shoot left. And he just rolled it. Like, it didn't roll. Yeah, I was going to say rolled it. He kind of just like struck it hard and low right, didn't he? And it was like, 
they're a nightmare as a goalkeeper because you feel stupid. And he had his number. He's a good goalie as well. He used to play for Harrogate. Um, so I've yeah. seen a lot of him. And he's a good goalie as well. Um, I forget his name. But he, he, they signed him from Harrogate. He's a really good goalie. So, um, And McGoldrick made him look silly three times. So, yeah. Um, uh, that pairing of him and Collins, of the intelligence of McGoldrick with the endless running and the strength of Collins and the strength of both of them, they're both... Absolute specimens, aren't they? So, yeah. And then you've got, I mean, we've not even mentioned Nat Mendes Lang yet. I mean, what a performance he put in yesterday. Like, we've we've got, in those three, we've got like an embarrassment of riches. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, yeah, like I said before, I think, you know, he doesn't score the first two um, without Mendes Lang, you know, for breaking up the play on the first one. Um, and the bravery, you know, he doesn't have to put his head in there. And, and you probably look at him and think, oh, yeah, he's 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 strong. You know, he's built like he he's built. But not all players of that build kind of put their head in. You know, they much rely on getting the ball down and, and running the opposition. They're not the kind of players to kind of put their head in where it kind of hurts. So, yeah, I think you're right. We've got, you know, when they're all, you know, on form, there's not there's not a better kind of front three possibly in the division that you'd, you'd kind of want. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, It was a, it's a fantastic performance. I, I mean, the third goal for me, I think, is the one where I look at and think that's just a very, very special goal. It, Class. You know, he, he's got to find the post, basically, to score, hasn't he? I think he's got to hit the, he's got to hit the post and, and, you know, and and kind of aim for that, that kind of far post. And, the ability to kind of do that and even think to to do that, maybe because he scored two goals, he's got the confidence to to have a go. But yeah, pretty pretty special. It's that bit of everything. Like he he, mm. he hunts the ball down, he tackles him, he ta- he nicks it off him. He go, he calms himself down, he squares the goalie and puts it across him. I just think, like, we haven't had a player that could do that for a, a long time. Mm. Um, and just- with him and Collins. I'm hoping that, that we can start scoring the goals that we've not been scoring. Um, mm. And Nat, Mendes Lang, and yeah, I just, I, I have, I still have a question mark over the midfield. Mm. Um, there's a question mark over midfield. Uh, and uh, obviously there's been a question mark over right back, you know, since the beginning of the season. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think, if we could get those two firing, we've not even mentioned the fact that then, you know, you sort of get 60 minutes out of McGoldrick, you know, 75 plus out of, uh, out of uh, Collins. And then you've got Asula coming off the bench who, who game by game looks like he's learning. Um, mm. Obviously he's not scored since Aki away, but uh, you know, he's, he's going to run, run defenses, you know, tired defenses that are ragged. He could be the one to sort of finish a game off in my opinion. Um, but yeah, they're just they're just a class above by the looks of it, and yeah, long may it continue. Yeah, for sure. And we always, I mean, whenever we get a player, we have a new signing. We always compare that player to other players. Chris, this is probably a question for you because you your head is like a derby encyclopedia. Like you'll remember like what happened what in two thousand and one. <laughs> 
you know, on a on a rainy February afternoon. But is there any player that you look with McGoldrick? Do you think, oh, he's got a bit of him about him or he's got this kind of quality that somebody of yesteryear had? John Hunt. John Hunt. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, do you know what? I think in terms of... <coughs> excuse me. In terms of like Derby players, he's quite unique because... Mm. I mean, this is just off the top of my head, but we tend to have gone for a Steve Howard or a Dean Sturridge type striker in the past. And with... Well, actually, I was watching the highlights of us when we beat Chelsea on this day of many years ago. Did you see that this morning? Yeah. Um, with the lap scored the two goals. Um, and there was, for the very brief period... I mean, people could absolutely laugh me out of the room here, but Fuertes looked like a strong back-to-goal, um, bit of everything, good finisher. But he obviously, nobody actually knows what was his real name. And then he, went on to play for, then he went on to play for the national team. So, <laughs> um, But no, I, I think he's quite unique in what he does. He's got a bit of everything about him. Um, he's not the quickest but mm. he doesn't need to be when he's got Collins running around like a madman and Nat Mendes Lang literally popping up everywhere at 100 miles an hour mm. I just really like him I just <laughs> think he's brilliant Yeah, he's great he is fantastic I think he was trying to do the Collins role as well against Exeter because obviously he came off the bench and the first thing he did was he ran across the back line, up the wing, back across. And it was just like a terrier, but obviously with him being 34, he was gassed by, you know, two minutes sort of thing. Had to take you his time. You stand in the middle, Dave, and get everyone to you the ball. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I mean, with his finishing, you know, you're always, you're always likely to, there's always a goal in us, isn't there? Let's be fair. But I think uh, the nice little link up he's getting with, uh, with Mendes Lang is, you know, something to be exploited, really. Hmm. Do you think we saw a bit more bite in the midfield with Bird and Horahan? Did you say there's a a difference from Exeter and kind of previous games yesterday? Huge difference in terms of like previous games. Uh, as I've sort of alluded to, I think it's got a lot to do with the fact that they got a, a kick up the backside on, on mm. Tuesday night. Um, I still don't think they work fantastically, fantastically together. And, it, and the, I suppose the question is like, when Jason Knight's fit again, uh, who who would you drop? Would you drop Hurahan? Uh, would you drop? Would you drop uh, Max Bird? Uh, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because I think you, mm. one seems to be the type of guy I think that if you've had a decent game, the the game previous it, you're you're virtually like guaranteed a spot for the for the following. So in that respect. It's hard to tell, isn't it? Who had the better game yesterday, Bird or Hur- Bird or Hurrahan? Um, I tricky, think yesterday, um, and he's. St- I think he's working on this on purpose, like giving Bird more of opportunity to get forward. Mm. Um, but we know Bird he's got a, he's got a goal in him. Hurrahan's got three goals this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if. Bird had scored three goals a season. We'd think he was the more all-round complete player of the two. 
Bird, to me, his little highlight of the season was when he put Collins in away at Shrewsbury. You know, he could have had a pop then, couldn't he? he opened his yeah. account for the season. Yeah. But he, mm. he sort of like did that little reverse pass, which is, it it shows, I think, I think had that been Hurahan, he would have had a go himself. So I think, like you've sort of said there, Chris, I think Bird's the more unselfish of the two. Yeah. Um, but as well, like, I, I need to keep saying this. He's a kid as well. I know he's played like hundred odd, you know, hundred odd times for us already. But it's it's easy to forget that he's still a young lad. Had this been twenty years ago, it he would have been the youngest in the squad, potentially, you know. So had this been five years ago, he probably wouldn't be playing. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I think he said in his press conference the other day that he's obviously picking up new things from from Paul Warren and one of them things is is to look at being a bit more kind of box to box. And you said obviously about you know your memory of, of him this season. I think my memory of him this season was the second goal for Collins away at Cambridge, where he put in a block on the edge of the box and then actually, you know, ran up the other end and, and put Connor Collins in. It's like the one but that I, I get the team mixed up. I think I said Shrewsbury, but yeah, we didn't score yeah. against Shrewsbury, did we? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't I yeah, maybe I'm getting well, we're probably both getting mixed no, up. But... I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I, I it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you like you say, when Jason Knight comes back, if we're continuing to play this four four, you know, this four four two or whatever, you know, iteration of, of four at the back, where does a where does Jason Knight fit in? Because He's not going to come back and play right back, for example, is he? I mean, that's not something... You know, at the start of the season where we were in desperate need of a right back and we were playing Jason Knight there and we had mm. Corey Smith there all along. Mm. Well, I thought Corey Smith was very, was very bit, good. He wasn't fit, though, was he? I don't think he was fit, was he? Yeah, but He had an injury, didn't he, at some point, I think, at the start Otherwise, of the you're probably right because he's a bit taller than Jason Knight, I think, and he looks a bit more... Like he's adapted, could adapt to that position. He's played there before, I think. But yeah, he, he, he. I don't think he's put foot wrong playing right mm. back. I thought yesterday, Roberts didn't put a foot wrong. I thought mm. the the fullbacks were great. The centre halves, aside from and uh, yeah, aside from the penalty, were great. Um, mm. Why Roberts. Dobbin? Why Dobbin was marking their centre half at? Corners. Well, Roberts, Roberts peeling away from from that corner to then assist uh, Collins with just a little tap in. Just like for for a young lad, shows quite a lot of intelligence, really. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah that's that's positive. I feel. I suppose for him, I think I feel happy for him because obviously he's he's been brought in as Mercedes man, hasn't he? You know mm. that kind of previous relationship, and then Warren's kind of come in. You know, he's he's. He's not had a, a real kind of look in. He's got the opportunity, and I think he's he's taken it. You know, he, he looks he looks good. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. Long may that continue. I just don't want any more injuries at the back there because, um, you know, we're one one injury away from being in a bit of a desperate situation. Are you surprised, both of you, to see Fozzie get the nod ahead of Stearman? I don't think he likes Stearman very much. Hmm. I think Steeman's one of them. He's good to have around the club. He's a nice guy. He looks after the kids, whatever. He's daft, isn't he? I think 
you see on the club videos, he's he's nice. He's a good laugh, and the lads like to have him around. But I don't think he trusts him. And I think manager after manager after manager, no matter what us fans say, and I've been one of his harshest critics over time. Manager after manager after manager love Craig Forsyth. Hmm. I also think that Fozzy has, and I mean we've yet to see it this season, but he still has like one little spark of quality in him. Whereas I don't think Steeman Yesterday, does. Did, can you, uh, just, just remind me, there was one where he, he got the ball on the second half, got the ball on the edge of our box, and like the camera angle wasn't like wide enough to see what he'd done, and it was like you thought it was one of them. Oh my god, Foz, what have you done? But he's pinged like a seventy, eighty yard pass to. Mm-hmm. Um, it must have been. It might have been a Sula actually. His feet, and you mm. just think, like, like Steeman's not you. seeing that, is he? To be <laughs> fair, I don't think many others in our squad are seeing that. You know, it's like he still has occasionally a bit of quality in him, and mm. I can see at some point this season him doing one of his nice little, you know, his deep his deep crosses onto the head of James Collins, bang one nil or or whatever, you know. Um, because that's what that's fuzzy doing fuzzy things. But then, do you not think that he's now three knee surgeries, <coughs> thirty whatever he is? He's now he's got to be he's got to be seen as a centre half now, isn't he? He ain't running. He, he, we're not going to get another season out of fuzzy running up and down the left wing. No, no, you're well, right there. Well, I'm like saying that after one bionic game, man playing well, he could be absolutely atrocious next week, passing to their <laughs> centre forwards again. And, that's fuzzy again, fuzzy doing fuzzy things. Yeah. More <laughs> come on shoes that have recovered from jet lag. <laughs> yeah, well that's yeah, that's kind of where I wanted to go next. Obviously, more come on Tuesday night, the rearranged fixture. Um I guess no changes as you as you kind of were. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no no changes. I don't think Warren will he strikes me as a very like don't change change your a winning formula type of guy unless he needs to swap somebody out for an injury uh, from everything he's said in like post matches and things. Yeah. I think he'll, I think he'll keep the same, same squad, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think it'll be, a you know, it's not a shoe in for three points or even a draw or whatever. I think that's kind of my overriding feeling about this season is don't be surprised if they turn us over, but it's not the end of the world. Like it, <laughs> It would be disappointing, obviously, if we got turned over by him on on Tuesday. But also not surprising if you get I mean, what I'm saying. If the team's down the bottom, we are turning most of them over. It's only when we play somebody around us or higher that we tend to struggle. So we should be going there and beating them. The second bottom, we should be going there, getting our third away win on the bounce. Third win on the uh, yeah, third away win on the bounce, and just but. We've all this, this is <laughs> I think uh I think we will win. Um I don't think it'd be as comfortable as oh their second bottom, so we're gonna absolutely tank them. You know, we scored four against Bristol Rovers, so you know it's gonna be a seven nil or whatever. I think it'll be a two one. Mm. Um I don't think yeah, I'll be interested to see actually about McGoldrick's performance on Tuesday because obviously he put in an absolute storming performance yesterday and then it's back to Tuesday again and it's it's going to be a case of like can we can he maintain those levels Saturday Tuesday at 34 years old in a poor worn 
high intensity. You and me. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? What would you what would you guess the result? Uh, I'd like him to go with the same team, but I can see mm. him maybe starting a Sula and Collins. Um because of McGoldrick's track record with injury and, and bringing him on. I wouldn't be averse to that happening. Try and protect him a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep him for the big games, in inverted commas. Um, but I would prefer to see him start, but I, I wouldn't be against trying, you know, the the the, the strong man and the quick man. Mm. Give it a go. Um, but yeah, I would... I would Hope he picks the same team, but well, has well, we'll he picked the same team twice yet? I don't think he has. <sighs> I've been f- able to, has he? <laughs> forced though, hasn't he? I think that's the thing. Like with Chesy getting injured, Chesy, me talking like I know him. <laughs> didn't, um, he say, didn't he say that he alluded to injuries being soft after the Exeter game? He alluded to like people picking up soft knocks, and I, like there was talk of it, the hint of it being Chester, and that was out for six weeks or something. So it's not <laughs> obviously a soft knock, but yeah, he's a so, fitness. He's a fitness coach, and he originally won. So I think he's a bit like, "What is this club, and why do you always get like long term injuries all the time?" <laughs> it's the curse. Put some deep heat on it and get out there. <laughs> Give it a rub. Yeah, that's it. And what's your score prediction, Chris? Uh, 2 0. 2 0. So it's going to be a <clears throat> yeah a photo on the win wall and a photo on the clean sheet wall. I love that's that. The, that. That's the best double you can get, I guess. Isn't it? Yeah. We obviously, obviously didn't get it on um, yeah on Saturday. But uh, I love the thing about how they earn a day off by scoring from a um, a set piece and lost it again. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I get the impression as well that he's not joking about stuff like that, and like they're probably going in thinking, "Oh, we've got an extra day off." He's only having a joke about that. They're probably, and then he's like, "Yeah, see you at see you at nine a.m. tomorrow, lads." Kind of. Yeah, thing. definitely. I get, I get. He's probably that kind of. He's that kind of guy. But I don't know. I, I think after, obviously, after Tuesday when they all got a bit of a rollicking, they probably realised that ah, he's not everyone's mate here. You know. Mm. And, and actually, probably that's what they needed because he's probably come in. You know, it, he he gives me the feeling that he's got players, staff, people around the club laughing constantly because he's he's quite funny, isn't he? Like I I find myself chuckling when I'm listening to his kind of press conferences, even when he's not trying to be funny. Yeah, um, it's a likable guy. I mean, I yeah. like I like Paul Warren, and I tweeted out on Tuesday after the Exeter game if he gets given the time, and I stand by it as well. If he gets given the time, he will get us out of this league. But people just need to show a little bit of patience, get on board with the whole, you know, we're in League One. We don't deserve to be in League One. We're only there because of a points deduction last year. So enjoy the ride while we're there. You know, there'll be mad results. There'll be results that you're kicking yourself about. There'll be performances that you think, oh, we should have done better. But ultimately, uh, I think if we give Paul Warren the time and resources to, to get us out of this league, he'll he'll do that. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There might even be some Ipswich and Charlton four fours, which is absolutely mental. Brilliant. Looking at that. <laughs> they love a four four, don't they, Ipswich? 
love yeah. a four four. I love the. Uh, I love there was a thing on doing the rounds on Twitter that some kid had like, um, in the Ipswich end <sighs> Snapchatted or oh, the winning goal. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> yeah, three goals later. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, guys, thanks so much for uh, for joining me this evening. In no, a whirlwind of thirty minutes. So uh, thanks so much for for joining me. If you've listened this far, um, thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, share us, like us, uh, let us know um, what you want to hear on the pod. Also, if you want to be involved, um, please do send us a DM. Also, we've been joined by the guys from Do You Remember? Um, I keep saying Do You Remember? I know it's Do You Remember. It's, it's hard to say. Don't you know, don't worry, mate. Don't <laughs> calls it that all the time, anyway. <laughs> But go and check their uh, their podcasts out. I actually joined one a couple of weeks ago, maybe even longer. Probably the last one we sent out. Yeah. <laughs> what an episode it was! Yeah, we've been a bit quiet recently. We've been busy at work, but we hope to get up, get back up and running at some point. So yeah, love it. Yeah, well, the good thing about yours is there; it can always be listened to. You know, they're never going to go out of date. So uh, Chris, yeah, go, Chris go is check thinking those about. Out. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris is venturing out into ASMR at some point. So, <laughs> what can I say? Awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys, and we will see you again. Take care. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers, Cheers. Jamie. Thanks, mate. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.